not just in our heads. I looked in on the kids. Good thing they were sleeping and didn't see me like that. I cleaned up and I just sat out here on the couch, shaking. And for the rest of the night, I was scared it would come back and hurt the kids. I was too scared to open the door and go after it. And what could I have done? Tears glistened in her eyes and she wiped them away. That's when I knew I had to do something bring in some experts, and now you're here. So can you get rid of it? We usually can remove unwanted entities, I said. Stacy gave me a look. Either hearing the tremble in my voice or noticing something about the expression on my face, my confidence was crumbling fast. I kept to my usual script with Alicia, though, mainly because it was the best way to keep myself composed. We're going to need to study your situation a little more, I said. Have you told us everything you've experienced? That's all we've seen so far, she said. You mentioned a laundry room in the basement. Have you ever seen or heard anything strange down there? I never liked the basement, she said. Always feels like somebody's watching you. At first I thought it was just because it's such a dim, ugly place, It's also right next to Mr. Gray's apartment, so maybe that had something to do with it. Mr. Gray could just walk through the door at any time. I always thought it was just my nerves or my imagination bothering me, but I never went down there during the day. And after this, she gestured at her stomach. I trust my instincts more. Could be something there. I'll show you. Alicia unlocked the door across from the dead-end basement stairs. She led us into a short, paneled side hall. An ornate Victorian door trimmed in panes of colored glass and surrounded by windows looked out on the side portion of the wraparound porch. The hallway had three interior doors, including the one from Alicia's apartment and another directly across the hall, which led to another apartment, labeled with a big brass B. Here it is. Alicia opened the third door, the one to the basement. Old wooden stairs led down into a dark, humid brick chamber with a row of three coin-operated washing machines facing three dryers. One dryer chugged and rattled, with an occasional hard thumping sound like there was a shoe inside. A couple of hanging fluorescent bars cast weak, sour light that left much of the room in shadow. It's cold, I said, feeling the cool air as I stood in the doorway. Alicia nodded, keeping her distance from the door after opening it. That's weird for a laundry room, Stacy said. I felt sick and afraid as I looked into the darkness of the basement. It wasn't just fear, it was dread, the deep certainty that something horrible was about to happen. Something horrible already had, I supposed. The monster had returned. I pointed my flashlight down the steps, but had no real desire to descend into the basement just yet. It might be down there, and it might remember me. Have you asked your landlord whether anyone else has had these experiences? I asked. Or if there's any dark history to the house? Last time, Calvin and I had been unable to determine the identity of the ghost, if it had a human identity at all. It might have been what Calvin called a demonic, 
a theoretical intelligent spirit that had never been born into flesh. Oh, I called the property manager, Alicia said with a scowl. I told him what was happening, and he implied it was all a mental health issue on my end. Only he didn't say it that nice. He called me hysterical and reminded me illegal drugs aren't allowed in the building. She shook her head, a little snarl forming at the corner of her lips. I'm trying to save up enough money to move, but there's not much to spare. The rent's cheap, but there's a big penalty for breaking the lease. What about your neighbors? Have they seen anything? I asked. I don't know the Fieldings or Mr. Gray very much. We hardly talk, Alicia said. I suppose we could ask Michael and Melissa. Alicia pointed up the staircase behind her. Do they have-